Miss Lily, I said that one for you, okay? Decently and in order. You know, that's the way it sounds to me when the religious people be saying that decently and in order. Amen. But that's how God is. He does everything in order. And he has a certain pattern and certain rhythm that he flows in. And when people, when you are looking for a breakthrough, the pattern has to be right. Amen. So we're going to go from there and talk a little bit about that. Amen. All right. Are we ready, Miss Maestro? Father, we do thank you for the word. We bless you, Father. We thank you for the people who are here. Lord, we thank you for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we thank and praise you, Lord. I'm asking that you just give me what you want me to say. We want to hear from heaven, not a person. And we need to be healed physically, mentally, and spiritually. And we do thank and praise you, Father God. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. So when the pattern of God is right, the glory falls. The glory didn't fall yet. It's because the pattern ain't right. But God is always working. See, God knows what he's doing. We don't know what he's doing. And sometimes we work against what he's doing. In fact, I, I believe we do it quite often because we're constantly trying to make things happen on our own. And God's got this. Amen. He knows what he's doing and he knows how to bring it to pass. He knows how to make conditions right for a miracle. You know what I'm saying? When I talk about patterns of God, you know how it is when they say there's storm clouds coming and then they predict the weather by conditions around, you know, like clouds, it gets dark, wind is coming in from the east or wherever. And then if you live near water, that has a, a bearing on the, the storm or whatever. And all of these conditions or all of these pattern, all of these conditions work together to cause a certain event. Isn't that making sense? Okay. And so in the same way, a lot of things that we do, in our daily lives, whether we pray, our faith, we have to believe, we have to speak on things that, that are not as though they are. There's a lot of conditions <clears throat> that causes God's patterns to work. I hope I said that right. Although he knows how to do this thing on his own. <clears throat> now, the devil's a liar. <clears throat> he knows how to get this thing done on his own. But we all know you know, you have to believe and you have to have faith. God works on our faith. But he controls these. Well, he doesn't control the patterns, but he, he makes sure that these patterns or these conditions work together so you can have your miracle. And I think that scripture that says all thing, he causes all things to work together for your good. I think he causes everything that we do to uh, make the conditions right to bring our miracle, bring our breakthrough. And so God's pattern is important. And all the conditions or, or his pattern have to be right. You know, in other words, you got to be believing. You need to be calling it for. You know, you need to be trusting. And I think more than that, you got to trust God. We have to trust God. So when we trust him, we put everything in his hands. Conditions are made right for a breakthrough. Amen. Now, I looked up the word pattern, and it means design. 
It also means guide or scheme. Amen. So divine order, the divine order of God has been ordained by God. And it must come into your life. So God, I think part of having the pattern right is bringing divine order into our lives. Now, what do I mean by divine order? You can't be uh, still listening and or impressed by the world. See, what the world is doing has no effect on me. It's not even in my, you know, I don't even think about what the world is doing. I don't think about uh, keeping up with the world how they dress, the things that they like. You know, I'm over that. You know, I did that when I didn't know any better. But now it's just like it's just me and God and whatever he has for me is what I need. If he don't give it to me, I don't need it. And so, you know, I don't, I don't, um, how can I put it? I don't pay any attention to what the world can do for me because I know in the end only what God, you do for God will last. So these conditions have to be met before a miracle can occur. We don't see this side of it, but God does. But we play a big part in it because we have to pray, we have to believe, we have to trust. Uh, Personal relationship with God is very important when we talk about the conditions or the patterns of God. Because this is who God is. God is our Father, and he wants us to come to him in spirit and in truth, pray, trust him, honor him, bless him. All these things cause conditions to be right. Does that make sense? Or patterns, patterns. And see, these are the patterns. We must meet the conditions or however it's easier for you to, to understand. But but these conditions are met. And I know God puts things in proper order or in divine order, because he's always trying to get a miracle to us. He's trying to get something to us, not take anything from us, but we take it the other way sometimes because things are not moving. We don't see change, and that's another thing. Part of having the patterns of God is believing without seeing. And when we keep waiting on seeing something before we believe, that messes up the patterns of God. So we have to understand what God is doing, know that there's a divine order, and just uh, submit. If we submit our will, our mind, and our emotions to God, then we'll see him, we'll see his glory. Amen. So we must meet God's requirements to see the glory. So the requirements are everything that I was talking about. You have to pray. You have to believe. You have to trust. You have to thank and praise, and I think that's the most important. I'm finding out that's the most important thing you could do. Worship and praise him, amen, and you will see the glory fall, amen. The glory is his power, the manifestation of his power in the natural, seeing things come to pass, amen. So we must have right the right concept of who God is and what's been given to us, and sometimes we forget. We forget that we've been given power and authority. We forget that God's given us the necks of our enemies. We forget that the enemy is under our feet. We forget that we have authority over all evil. Amen. We forget that he's given us this authority and we're supposed to use it. And so if we forget these things, then the, the I'm just going to say the climate is not right. Instead of saying the pattern, but you understand what I'm trying to say, conditions are not right. In other words, something gets off balance. 
and God is it's hard for him to bring a miracle when we're not doing our part. Amen. Sometimes our part in, in different situations, just 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 believe. All God wants us to do is believe. We don't do that right. Amen. Because we doubt and we try to figure things out too much. How is this going to happen? How is it? That's not our thing to do. Our thing is just to believe. God does the work. Amen. But our job is to trust him, believe, call things that be not as though they were, you know, not pay attention to the natural, not let the natural fool us. Amen. Let the world go, not make decisions based on worldly, uh, uh, you know, what the world is doing. And so we have a big part to play in God's pattern. If we get it right, then the pattern's right. But thank God he, don't forget about his grace and mercy. Grace, mercy, and his love is always no rule against that. And he can step in at any time, <laughs> even when the patterns are wrong. You you know when a storm comes, there's all these conditions. There's, you know, the wind and then the, the well, I live near the Pacific Ocean or whatever it is. I, we live near Lake Erie. And all these conditions are right for a storm. But even in the midst of the storm, God can come in and change things and bring it uh, bring into fruition whatever it is that we're waiting for. So he still is in authority. Amen. But it's best that we know we want to be on the side of God and do what's right so that his patterns can stay right. I hope I'm explaining that the right. Okay. So God's pattern is right when things are in divine order. If we're not in, we don't have ourselves in divine order. If we out of order, then conditions are not right. Amen. So we need to, in other words, something out of, one way we can be out of order is we do something, we know it's wrong, we don't repent. So you got that gap, you know. And so, you know, we need to constantly stay up on the word, stay close to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And let's see, the season, when the patterns are right with God, that's your season to seize and get your victory or seize the, it's, it's your season to seize what your, uh, your breakthrough. That's what I'm trying to say. And so that's when patterns are right. And so we want to do what we're supposed to do to keep them right. Amen. Amen. In other words, I'm just going to make this. You know how I am. I'll go through all this. Let y'all work me. I'll try. Stay on schedule with God. Amen. Do what you're supposed to do. Amen. Stay on schedule with God. So let's go to John 5. And in John 5, I thought about this guy because he was he wasn't even on schedule with God. But I'll, this just shows you how your season to seize it comes and when it is as quickly as it comes you can get the you can get what you need from god i was almost gonna say you get the manifestation which you can but i don't like using that word no more because we sometimes use it in the wrong way because when it comes to healing you're not waiting on a manifestation you already healed amen but we used to think that back in the day because that's how we were taught by different ministries but we're not ever waiting on a manifestation. I think when I read John, was it Luke 4, when Jesus went into the 
the synagogue and he wrote read out of that book and he said this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears and he was saying this day you can have whatever's in this book now and that's when i knew that we were not waiting on a manifestation you're not waiting on anything because you can have whatever this bible says now because it's already done and so that's the already factor you know where god will do a thing just because it's time and i'm glad because it doesn't depend on me anymore messing it up holding it up you know you can have it so god is still god and he'll whether uh, his patterns are right or uh, right or the conditions are right he can always step up and give you what you need i don't know what those conditions entail but i know god is a good god okay so john 5 19 i think it's in 19 <clears throat> and it says our fathers i don't think that's that's not it five okay 19. It says, then Jesus answered, well, let's go to 18. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal to God. Now, you know, that messed up some religious minds. And then Jesus said, and Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. But when he sees the father, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does, the son also does it like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things. I don't think this is the scripture I wanted, but it's good. I'm keep reading and shows him all things. And then he himself does and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel i could have swore i got that one right oh i'm sorry you know what that's not 19 i can't read my own writing let's go to one i knew something was wrong five verse one and it says after this because we were looking for the man at the uh the man at the pool of bethesda amen okay so after this there was a feast of the jews and jesus went up to jerusalem and now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the move of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water when uh, whoever stepped in first. After the stirring of the water was made well, of whatever disease he had and this is the thing that i i didn't like about this story it was a man-made man-made pool and it's a man-made theory a man-made man-made actions god didn't have anything to do with it but you see how merciful god is god in his mercy he healed people anyway but all of those people had they jumped in would have been healed but, you know, because of religion and man's thinking, they thought that the first man in would get was the only one that would get healed. Amen. 
Okay, so verse 5, it says, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And when he saw Jesus, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made whole? And the sick man answered him, Sir, I have. He said, He didn't say yes. Sir. I have no man to put me into the pool. He came up with excuses. When the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately, now don't forget, he he couldn't walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was on the Sabbath. You notice how Jesus always did things on the Sabbath because those religious people didn't want him to. But this is one thing the Lord showed me about the Sabbath. They, these, all these things, he was supposed to do them on the Sabbath because the Sabbath is a holy day. And, it, and it was, so it was a holy day. Healing is a holy thing. And it was something else God showed me. It was a holy day. Healing is a holy thing. And it was something else. I can't remember like Jesus is a, uh, the, the, he was the holy. I can't remember. But, hmm? And, yeah. No, but, but it was something about Jesus. But he was doing what he was called to do. You know, but I can't remember. They didn't use those words. But as you can see, every, it had everything to do with the Sabbath day because it was a holy day. And healing was a holy thing. And Jesus was a holy man. And so it had nothing to do with what they were talking about. They didn't want him to do miracles on, on Sabbath, on the holy day. Isn't that crazy? I thought about that one day. I said, that is crazy. Could you imagine and just think it's still people in the churches that think that you don't supposed to do certain things on a certain day. Amen. See, they looking at, they're looking at it in the natural like, Sunday is the day of rest. So do you want to wait and get your healing on Monday when you could have it today when it's a holy thing? Amen. So this is what he was trying to convey, this message he was trying to convey to those Pharisees. But they just wanted to have things their way. Amen. So anyway, this place, the Sheep Gate, a pool, in Bethesda, a place of outpouring, and but it was a place of mercy. And this is why Jesus had mercy on this man. See, man don't have mercy because it's like first one in, get it. Amen. But Jesus was merciful. Already somebody had been in the pool. But Jesus still healed because he is a merciful God. Amen. And so I just really like sometimes for years you can know these stories, but you miss the main point. You know, just a little bit. You know, I'm just not saying everybody, but I just tell you about me. Amen. So this man, he was blind for 38 years, and he went and he, Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? Because, see, conditions have to be right. The pattern has to be right. This is why he asked him that. And then he gave him an instruction, pick up your, your what did he say, pick up your? Uh huh. Do you want to be well? Rise, take up your bed, and walk. So con- this is part of God's pattern. He had to get these things straightened out so that His pattern 
could be straightened out. So if this man had anything against following instructions, saying, I can't, Jesus wanted to get that straightened out right then and there so that his patterns or his conditions could be right for a miracle. Amen. So there must be instructions for God's patterns to be straight. There should be instructions. His his instruction was rise, take up your bed, and walk. Amen. And we must follow the instructions of God. So are we are we following God's instructions? See, these are things we have to ask ourselves. In the grand scheme of things, instructions are part of God's pattern, and His is part of His divine order. And so we, when we, all I'm trying to get over to use what God was showing me is when we don't get answered quickly, we have to consider these things. Are you working with God? Are you following instructions? We have to make the conditions right for a miracle. Amen. They depend on what we do. Are you submitted to God? Submission is another thing that causes uh, God's pattern to be right for a miracle. Are you murmuring and complaining still? Or did you learn that murmuring and complaining, you know, will cause things not to happen? It'll keep you going around and around a mountain for 40 years just from murmuring and complaining to God. So in other words, for the conditions to be God's conditions to be right or his pattern to be right, murmuring and complaining must cease. Amen. Well, it's mighty quiet in this. <laughs> Have you entered into God's rest? Amen. See, when you enter into God's rest, you don't you're you're full of faith. When when you enter into God's rest, you cease to question. Uh, there's another word I wanted to to use. Um, you're in you're in belief. You're not in no longer in unbelief. When you enter into God's rest, you're not in unbelief, and that's why you're in peace. You're in peace. And so you just chill it. And it's saying, God, whenever you bring it, bring it. Because I'm not worried about it. I'm not nervous. I'm not thinking about it no more. It's not bugging me because I know it's gonna happen. That's entering into God's rest. You're not worried anymore. The worrying stops. Amen. The unbelief stops. Let's go to Hebrews 3. And let's read just a little bit that scripture. It talks about. I can find it. Hebrews 3, 18. Bear with me. Okay. Hebrews 3.18. It says, And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And these are the ones that was that were in the wilderness. Amen. Led by Moses. And they, you know, they didn't make it out. Because they had unbelief. Unbelief took them around that mountain for 40 years. Murmur, complain, and unbelief. Amen. So in verse 19, it says, so we see that they could not enter in. They're talking about enter into the rest because of unbelief. 
Amen. Those who rest are in peace. Those who rest are confidently assured. They have confidence in God that what he says he's going to do, he can he can perform it. Amen. Like Abraham was. Are your motives right in your heart? Why are you asking God for a specific thing? Why do you want a specific thing? Or is it selfish ambition? See, you have to get this stuff straight now. All of these things can delay your victory because God's got to get this stuff straight in us. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, we need to know why we ask for things. And God will tell you all you got to do. See, this is why a lot of times we don't want to talk to God because we don't want to know what's going on. Just give me what I'm asking you for. But it's not like that. God wants you to enjoy what he gives you when he gives it to you. But if you don't know how you got it or what it took to get it, you won't keep it. Amen. So let's go to Psalm 37. I think we'll be in Psalm for the rest of the time. Almost. Psalm 37. Verse 4. And it says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So once you know what the desire is, delight yourself in the Lord. That means have a relationship with him, praise him, worship him, talk to him. Amen. And then you won't feel feel like God's just giving you something because he ain't going to just give you something anyway. You got to know why you ask him for it. You have to know why he's giving it to you. Now, some things are ordained. Some things are permitted. So sometimes we get things because we push, push, push God. We get it on our own. Amen. But is it ordained? You want the ordained thing. And so all of this stuff, it depends on you and your relationship with God, how bad you want it. If it's your plan B, all that stuff is rolled into, you know. Delight, so delight yourself in the Lord and commit your ways to him. And God will put the right desire in your heart. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 27. Let's back up. Hallelujah. Just things to think about when you're talking to God and getting them straightened out. These See, it's this little foxes that spoil the vine. Amen. And it's these small things that could hold up a big move of God when you, you, but you need to know. And you'd be surprised when you ask God stuff, he'll, he'll tell you. Or he'll point you to the right scripture. He'll talk to you on TV, however he have to speak to you. Amen. That's why when he give me scripture, I let him come, come, I let him confirm it a different way too. Amen. Because then, then our religion kicked in, and then we think the scripture means one thing and it means another. You know, the devil's dirty. He don't want you to be on the right track. <laughs> he wants you to stay out there in limbo. And so we need to stay in tune with God. Okay, so Psalm 27, verse 8. And it says, when you said, seek my face. So that's the answer. Seeking God's face. Hallelujah. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Amen. 
following instructions, obeying God quickly. When you seek his face, he will let you know exactly what you need to do. Amen. Sometimes it's just a small thing like repentance. You know, little things that you forget. And God wants you to go to him. And so that's and that's part of your obedience being challenged by God. When he tells you, seek my face, and then you do it right away. That's that's your now you're getting a check mark in the obedience column. So are you expecting God to show up for your your miracle? Are you expecting? So expect expectation is a, a plays a big part in, in in God's conditions or his you know. So we need to expect God to come and do it. You know, you can't be looking every day for God to fail you. We can't be expecting God to not come through for us and then say, I'm waiting on God. Because it doesn't work that way. But when you are expecting, God will show up. Expectation prepares you to receive from God. And I think we'll find that in Psalm 62. Or not. But it's still a good scripture. It's Psalm 62. Hallelujah. And see, instead of just waiting on God to do something, know he's going to do it. you got to be right in the middle of what God is doing. Know what's going on with you and God. Know that you have victory. Know that he loves you. Know that he's in this relationship with you. Know that he's a covenant keeper. Understand your covenant with God. Hallelujah. 62 verse, I don't know. Oh, verse 5. And it says here, it says, My soul wait patiently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. So when you go to God, guess what? When he tell you expect a miracle and you don't, you don't know how. Guess what? Your expectation is in him. You go to him and he'll give you the power to and the the excitement, put that excitement in your spirit to expect him to come and do something for you. That expectation comes from him. Amen. God's words are birthed on the inside of us. So we expect what we believe. Amen. To come to pass. God will impart truth to you. And so all these things will work together for us if we stay close to God. So the most important thing I can say is keep God close to your heart. If you're not doing things right, you know you don't handle things right, handle situations right, go to God. And he's not going to push you away. He's going to help you figure it out. Amen. In other words, it's already figured out. He's just going to help you get the understanding of what you need to understand to get it get it move get it moving cuz God doesn't like sitting there waiting he listen he wants to bless us he wants to bless us more than we want to be blessed but we have to learn some things and it's called having a relationship with him and he'll impart truth to you that's where truth comes from truth comes from him and he'll birth it on the inside of us and I, and I like it when we Allow God to do these things because you walk in victory. Whether you have or have not, you walk in victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Be it unto you according to how you have believed. Where is that scripture? 
I don't know. I didn't write it down. But we know it's in the word, I think. Amen. In other words, all things are possible to him that believe. That's the scripture. I don't know where it is. What is it? Proverbs 137. Luke 137. It may be. All right. Write that down. Luke 137. All things are possible to him that believe. If God promised it, he'll back it up with his word. He'll do it. But we we still have a part to play, making conditions right so that we can see it come to pass. Because, see, this is the thing that I like. God has everything on the timetable. So we have a season to get things done. We have a season to receive things or to seize what God has for us. But we have to get you can't just sit and wait on it. You have to stay with God so he can tell you what you need to do. Amen. And it's sometimes just as simple as repentance. Something simple as just giving something up or something simple as adding something to your day. Amen. Amen. So have you allowed God to show you the bigger picture? So God wants to show us the bigger picture of what's going on in your life. Amen. God's pattern is right when he starts to show you the bigger picture. In other words, he's conditioning and fixing and molding and mixing and fixing things so that we'll get it right. So we can do the right thing to get our miracle. And then sometimes I've learned these are just small things, just small things, the little foxes that can hold up a miracle because we're not believing a certain thing or we're not confessing a certain thing. Or we're not believing a certain thing. And so I like it because God reminds us what we need to do. Amen. Joshua, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 33.3. You can write that down if you don't want to turn there. You don't have to. And it says, call on me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things you know not. Everybody, we know that one. So God wants to give you understanding. And I think this is what. This is what everything that I'm saying here, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's the whole thing. He wants to give us understanding as to what we need to be doing instead of just begging God win, God win, God win. It's get on the right side of God so that we can get our breakthrough. Amen. God wants to give you understanding and God formed and established us he formed us he called us into being amen he established us he made us who we are we were made on purpose in his likeness why wouldn't he give us the desires of our hearts so most of the time it's just some small thing that we need to understand or need to do amen and he will completely strengthen and guide us love us all of these things but we still need to wait on him. When you wait on the Lord, you you uh, wait in his presence. And that that it requires a relationship. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 27. Let's go a little, a little further back. Psalm 27. Verse 14. It says, wait on the Lord. Well, I like the one that's the scripture ahead of that one in 13. I would I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord 
in the land of the living. And that's what I used to tell the devil every every time I got mad at the devil. I would tell him that I used to remember that. Verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Hallelujah. So there's a waiting on the Lord. And waiting on the Lord don't mean wait until just doing nothing. Waiting on the Lord means wait in his presence until he tells you something, until he gives you an instruction. You wait in his presence. Amen. Amen. Until he gives you an instruction or he gives you some type of insight. Amen. He'll enlighten you, give you some type of revelation. God wants to give us uh, revelation. He wants to give us insight, healing. He wants to do all of these things, but it's important. And he'll strengthen us. But it's important for you to know what God is doing so that you can work with him. And not just, see, when we don't do these little things, I know most of you probably think, well, you know, it's maybe we could use something else. But it's these little things right here that causes us not to get victory. And when we don't get victory, we wonder what's going on. It's good to be on the on the upside of what God is doing. It's good to know exactly what God is doing, don't you think? Yeah. Instead of sitting wondering when God when is is partaking of what God is doing. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. So we cause when we let's see, God strengthens us. He strengthens our soul. See, you you can't work on your soul by yourself. The word has to work on your soul. Amen. And so how do we know that if we don't read our word? Amen. We sit and waiting on a husband or on a, a house or a car when we could be busy doing what God's called us to do. But if we don't ever consult God, how will we know? So I think these little uh, uh, little teachings, they're not real popular, but I think we need them because we need to know what's going on on the inside of us. We need to keep up with our relationship with God. Amen. We need to stay, and I believe this is how you stay on the cutting edge of what God is doing in the in the heavenlies. And you know right here, uh, uh, I guess from your side or from our side, we know exactly where we are with God. And then we're at peace. We're not wondering. We're not angry. We're not mad at anybody. We know that our God is going to come through for us because we know where we are with him. Amen. We know where we are and we're no longer his enemy or afraid of him, but we can go to him and we know we can go to him face to face. Amen. And then we want to see the glory fall. We want to keep patterns right and we want to keep short accounts with God. We want to be able to go to God without fear and say, God, why why is this going on or why is that going on you know we need to be able to do that don't you think and not wor- wonder and not worry because those days are gone and we're mature christians and we can go to god in spirit and in truth face him without doubt without pressure not be afraid and say god why is this happening why is that happening or you know will you do this it's just like I was thinking about uh, Kelly, 
Cruz, when she says when she's driving in her car, she talked to God just like he's sitting on the passenger seat next to her. That's the way it's supposed to be. And then I, I looked and I saw a lot of people looking at her like she was nuts. But you are supposed to do that. And she says she tells God, oh, you see that right there? Isn't that something right there? Because we are supposed to be, we're supposed to honor him and glorify him. But we are supposed to treat him as a friend because that's what he is. He's a father. He's a friend. He's a savior. He's a creator. He's all these things. But there should not be a barrier between him and us. And I think teachings like this let you see the little things that can come between us. And then sometimes, like a lot of times, I didn't know God expected me to do some of these things until I start reading my word and God start speaking and I start writing things down and putting two and two together. And I said, oh, that's why that's like that. And it, it, it keeps you from having a headache. You know, because you know exactly what God is up to. In other words, you know where you are with him and you don't have to wonder. You don't have to wonder about your relationship. Is that making sense to you? Yeah. You don't have to wonder what's going on with you and God. You know how sometimes you don't want to really approach him, especially when you've had a bad day or if you've been um, disobedient or whatever you were supposed to do, you didn't do. And sometimes it's hard to go and approach God. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? But it's good to know that even if you mess up, you know that your God loves you so much that you can still go to him even though you messed up. And it's good to know it's safe. He ain't going to hunt you down and, and, and kill you or something. Amen. Because you know that your relationship is still good with him. Amen. And so it's good to know some foundational things that you can fall back on and say, okay, I've been forgetting to do that. Or, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. This is how God operates. And sometimes we can stay out of the loop so long we really forget. And so God is is such a good God. He'll give you everything right down to the, you know, the smallest of things. And that's why I, I kind of like doing little teachings like this because it lets us know where we are with him. And then it's another thing. It lets us know all is forgiven. And it's like all this time I haven't gone to, to God's throne or I haven't been face to face with him because of this little thing I was letting separate us. And it's good to know that you don't have to anymore. God is saying, look, I'm waiting for you. You know, you need to hasten to my throne and I'm expecting you to do that, you know. And I've been waiting on you to come and talk to me. Don't be afraid of me just because you've been messing up. Amen. Because this is the thing. He already knew we were going to do it. He knew we were going to mess up. You know what I'm saying? He knew that we were going to do whatever we did. It was a shock to me and a shock to you, but it wasn't a shock to him. That's good. Because it let, you know what it does? lets us off the hook. All we need to do is repent. And he take you back. And he'll straighten things out. Amen. And some things, if if I know, um, some things are permitted. Like when Lot, Barb gave this example, when Lot went with uh, Abraham, he told him, don't take him. And he went anyway. God permitted it. So some things are permitted. Some things are ordained. It's good to know that little thing. Because sometimes when we do things and God didn't tell us to do it and it works, 
we think it's okay and we think it's ordained and it's not. But it's good to know that he'll still help you out. You know, he helped Lot out and made him rich anyway. So it's good to know these small things because you know that even though we get it wrong sometimes and we push the issue with God so that we could do things we want to do, it's good to know he's going to be with you anyway. You know, that's not guaranteed. But still, you know that he's not going to leave you in a mess. Amen. He's not, I really don't know what it what what uh, it takes or what things he will allow, what things he doesn't. But I do know that at the end of the day, God will pull you out of a big mess. All you got to do is call on him. Amen. But if you don't have a relationship with him, you don't know that. Amen. And so we need to know how much, just how much God loves us. God wants to clean us up and clean up our mess. He's right in the middle of the mess. You can find God and it's, and just reach out to him. Amen. And he'll come and he'll help you. And that that's so, uh, to me, it's it's good to know. It's good to know that however we mess up, God is there. Amen. So God wants to clean us up, clean up our mess, and give you a testimony while he's doing it. Amen. He'll take your mess and give and make it a message. And so he will uh, give you a testimony, and you'll be sitting up telling somebody about all these, you know, stuff that God did for you. And he did it for you when you were in error. But isn't it good to know he'll still do it? Amen. And so that's why I, I kind of like knowing these small things because they, they're big things. Amen. So hallelujah. Now let's see. Where am I at? He'll bind a broken heart. This is one thing he wants to do. Give people hope and bind your broken heart. Fix your circumstances and get rid of your pain. And he wants to bring wholeness to us. And that's in Psalm 138. And it's the, I think that was one of David's, uh, things where he said, 138.3, where he says, I cried out to you or I called out to you and you answered me. And so we, it's good to know these little scriptures and know that, you know, David messed up. He messed up big time, but did God desert him? No, he didn't. And when he even had to run from Saul, God was there with him. And so he messed up. You know, he did a lot of things wrong, but thank God he doesn't hold us to all of these things. Never too late. And and we can never do enough wrong for God to love us and, and justly forgive us and make us brand new. So let's see. We just want the promise. Most people just want the promise. But God wants to also bring deliverance and peace to us. And this is why it's so important for us to go to God. Don't don't just sit and wait on the promise. I want God. God win. God win. But God wants us to participate in this stuff because he wants to change us as we wait. We're not, not supposed to just sit and wait. And do nothing and waiting on him to do something for us. But God wants us to learn, learn about him, learn about repentance, you know, learn about uh, having that closeness with him, learn that he loves us and he'll forgive us. 
learn who we are in him. He wants to do it. Why? Because he wants us to bear fruit. He wants us to be fruit bearers. You can't bear fruit just sitting there waiting on a miracle. (laughs) God wants to put your faith to work. Look, your faith is going to be challenged. All of our faith is going to be challenged. And so sometimes when we think God is being mean to us, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. He's not going to do this because I didn't do that. It's not. This ain't a quid pro quo. (laughs) I keep saying that. It ain't like that. (laughs) Tat for tat. God don't do that. Amen. He's going to do it anyway. He just wants us to participate and learn from it. And and be a, a promise keeper. Learn how to be dedicated to God. Amen. And don't just use him when you want something. Amen. But being engaged, engaged with God. My goodness. You know, I want to be engaged with him. I want to know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. I want to know why I'm in the situation I'm in. Did I do anything wrong? You know, if I did, I'm not going to dwell on it. Because I know I'm forgiven. I can plead the blood. I know what it's for. Oh, my goodness. We can get so much out of a relationship with God and being concerned about God's end of it and not just getting what we want. Because that's flesh. Amen. And we need to be restored. God is going to restore Restoration needs to take place for God's patterns to work for us. Amen. And that restoration is returning things that were stolen, lost, or broken back to you seven times over. Amen. If the devil stole one bike, you get seven back. That's that's how God restores. And the thing about it, the the season that we're in, we're in a new era where God is doing things really, really quickly. And we need to understand what he's doing. It's not just Christmas. He's not Santa Claus giving away gifts. He wants us to be engaged with him. Amen. You know, he wants us to partake of what he is doing in our lives. And that's what he wants. And that's and I want that, too. He wants to heal our hearts. Our souls. He wants us to quit being our biggest enemy. You know, he wants to hear people are walking around with trauma, hurts and wounds. Don't you think God wants to deliver us badly and not just give us gifts or or give us stuff that we prayed for? But he wants to give us things that we need for us. He wants to restore our souls. He wants to bless our hearts and and deliver us from hang-ups, you know, deliver us from pressure, hurts, and wounds caused by others. God cares about that. He doesn't just want to bless you. He wants to. This is a blessing. So he's blessing us. We don't want to just give you stuff. You waiting on the biggie and he waiting to heal your heart. You understand what I'm saying? God wants to deal with us one on one so that we can be happy, fruitful people. Because if you got a lot of problems that you can't handle, you ain't thinking about helping anybody else or 
Sometimes you want to because that's your desire. Because I think on the inside of every believer, there's a desire to share the gospel. And that's good. But you got to be an example, too. And how can you be an example with all of this stored up stuff on your heart? God wants to heal us from that. Loneliness. You know, just the devil is a mean devil. And he he doesn't have mercy on nobody, not even kids. And so we need to be feel free to go to God. And it 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 pays to know and understand him. Know that he cares about the smallest things. Amen. Hallelujah. God says, come out of those places, you know, caves or that place that you've been hiding, hiding your feelings, hiding how you really feel. He wants you to be able to be free to come out of there so he can heal you. Amen. He needs to heal us of the mess that's on the inside of us. You can't get that always expecting stuff from God. My goodness, there's other things that's more important. Amen. Jacked up families. You know, we need help. And the good news is God is there for us. Amen. Every small, every crooked place he wants to fix. He wants to fix them on the inside of us too. Amen. He said he wants to bring us up and up and up into a place of peace, into a place of healing for your souls and your minds, into a place of wholeness, healing uh, and, and wholeness of your mind and your heart. This is what the body of Christ needs. That's why so many crazy people in the church, because they're not healed. That's true. Yeah. We are, we's all crazy, but we're getting healed one by one. But we need to know that we can go to God. We need to know where we stand so we won't be afraid to go to him. Amen. Hallelujah. And if we want to go into a place of wholeness, God wants to bring miracles in the midst of us. And he's going to do them. He's going to do them with or without our cooperation. Just so he could say, I told you, all you needed to do is just, <laughs> just trust me a little bit more. <laughs> Amen. Let's go to Psalm 71. Just trust God. I think the basis of what I'm saying is God wants our input. So he can help us from day to day. I know I need him every single day. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 71 verse, let's see, I think it's verse 6. Let's see, it says, by you I have been upheld from birth. And you are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. Amen. And so God is saying, look, I'm, I'm for you. My, uh, let's see, verse seven, it says, I have come, I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. These small things are, look, the Psalms was very important. That's why it's in here. Because, see, when David's back was up against the wall, he was running and hiding from the enemy. He had murdered and done wrong. God was his refuge and his salvation. 
He had nobody else to talk to. Everybody was hunting him down, wanting to kill him. Saul was after him. He was in the valley of wherever, eating what what were the berries. and Amen. And God even tended to him there in that dark place. You know, when you're in a dark place, cry out to God like David did. Amen. Hallelujah. When it said that, uh, let's see, what verse was that? When it says, I was in my mother's womb, I think it's verse 6, by you. I have been upheld from birth, and you are he who took me out of my mother's womb. And that, you know what that says to me? We are miracles, and we know it. Every birth is a miracle, and that person is a, uh, to be cherished. Amen. It's a blessing. Always. And this is what God sees as life. God is bringing supernatural empowerment to us so we need so much from god we can't forget the small things we don't just need a car or a house we need so much more i need supernatural empowerment and he'll do it suddenly bringing things into kingdom alignment and i guess that's i i named this the wrong gave it the wrong title but really, it should have been entitled Kingdom in Kingdom Alignment, because that's what we're talking about. God is trying to bring things in alignment. Amen. Because what's really on God's hearts is, is the, the people out there that need the Lord. Amen. The harvest is, is always on his mind. But he got to straighten out the people who got to go out in the harvest. We can't take all of this. You know, I don't want to carry the junk anymore, and I'm thankful I'm getting delivered. God wants to bring miracles in our midst, and he wants to use us in the process. He's really, God is is preparing us for what's to come. He's preparing us. You know, we read that scripture that says, And the earth shall be filled with the glory and the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We say that, but do we really understand what that means? We have a part in that. Amen. And God is preparing us, but he wants to heal your heart, heal your wounds, heal your mind, heal your thinking, heal, heal all of your weaknesses, make you normal. We need to be normal. Amen. I know we are in, in most ways, but then there's always some kind of deficiency in another. And so God wants to make us whole, and I'm so thankful. So kingdom alignment in your life is what I'm really talking about. God is doing a miraculous work in our lives, so don't be afraid of the turbulence that you feel. Amen. Don't be afraid of the the little um, storms that you face, the uneasiness that you face it's warfare yeah and he's trying to strengthen us for warfare honey we fighting a war we got time to get a car and uh whatever you know what i'm saying all these things because we need them but we got time for that but god wants to help us in everyday living and we are fighting a warfare and god is trying to stabilize stabilize us and make us strong Give us strength. 
teach us what's going on. It was this, I was looking at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Woods, James Woods. He was ministering a couple nights ago. And he had this young lady come up and, and just say a few words. And I'm like, oh, what is she going to say? But what she said was so profound, and she said it in a different way, but I knew exactly what she was saying. And she was saying the devil had been messing with her for so long, and she had to fight just in praying tongues all the way there because the devil's telling her, don't go. And she said, I had to fight, and he's just been oppressing my mind. And she said, it's just been awful. She says, I've been feeling not well, and in my mind, I've been unstable. And she says, and I'm not understanding a lot of things that is going on. But she knew it was, but she said everything but warfare. And I said, now that lady knows that it's something unusual going on in the atmosphere. So, of course, I typed on there, yeah, that's warfare, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Good for you. You're doing the right thing. Because she says, I just start worshiping the Lord. She said, tears, I was so upset. She said, I just start worshiping the Lord. And I see the Holy Spirit told her what to do. And I thought that was so good because she understood. She didn't know what was going on, but she knew it was the devil. And she she understood that she's been fighting something. And she also understood what to do. And she worships. And I just start worshiping and praising God all the way here. And she said, and when I got here, I felt better, you know, and something lifted. And and so she said, so that's all I had to say. And they kind of like clapped. But she said a mouthful. She, that lady said a mouthful. So it's fighting the warfare. We're going through warfare. And that's why a lot of people are angry, not in agreement, don't know what they're doing, won't, won't stay put. Don't know what they are. I mean, it's it's warfare. It's the devil. There's a lot of confusion in the atmosphere. But all, but you know, she's got the the answer. Worship and praise the Lord, and that gets you through anything. God will help any of us. He don't care from the least to the greatest. And that lady got the answer. And I said, Wow! I said that was very profound. Amen. And and James said, Yeah, that 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 was real good. Thank you. You know, he was kinda he was kinda shocked, you know, but <laughs> but she said a mouthful. She had the answer. She knew that there was warfare all around her and God showed her how to fight it. And so I was very thankful that that lady spoke up and said what she said. Now she didn't think she said a lot, but she said a lot. But it's warfare. And this is why God is trying to heal us, make us strong, allowing us. He, he's trying to encourage us to come to him and, and just get face to face with him so he can strengthen us supernaturally because we need it. Amen. And so I'm thanking God for the supernatural empowerment because this is what we need. Amen. This is and he's bringing everything into kingdom alignment. Because this is warfare with the enemy. And we're all living through it day by day. That's why all the frustration, confusion, rebellion, it causes us to rebel. Amen. Because we're kind of wanting to back away from what's going on because we know it's something. Or we feel like every time I turn around it's something. But this is 
the warfare. But guess what? God has empowered us. He's strengthened us. He's given us everything we need to win this. We just got to. The process is hard going through it, but we we can do it. Amen. But you have to stay face to face. You have to stay with God. This is not something that you can just hear at one time and say, okay, I got it. You have to be reminded to go to God daily. Amen. And and just let him help us because we need it. Amen. And so God is moving into a new, deeper trust. If we move into, I mean, I'm sorry. If we move into a new, deeper trust with him, he's going to pick us up the pace. So things are going to start moving really quickly. In fact, it's already started. It's called a new era. And so God wants us to take advantage of uh, our relationship with him so that he can move us right along. Amen. And everything. Remember, God wants us to trust him and his timing. So it may look like you're never going to get what you've been asking for, but trust his timing. You will get it. God is never late. I have one more scripture in this Proverbs 3. He is never late. He's always on time. But see, it's, there's things in the atmosphere that needs to be addressed. And that's all he's trying to do is make us strong because it affects us. It affects our everyday life. It's like that woman said she didn't want to come. She didn't know what she was doing, you know, and she just started to worship because it got so bad. That she started to worship God and she did the right thing. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Verse 5, I lay down in sleep. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. Amen. Isn't it wonderful that he wakes us up every day? In verse 6, I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O God, for you have struck all, struck all my enemies on the cheekbone, and you have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people, Selah. Amen. And so God is doing what he is supposed to do. He's inviting us in. So that we can partake of everything that and get everything we need, because this is an end time. He's preparing us for end time battle. We need this end time inner strength. Amen. Not just to bring what we're praying for to pass, but to 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 just to hold steady and to sustain ourselves until Jesus comes back, because that's how long we're going to have to fight. But when the Son of Man comes back, will he find faith? And if we don't get these small things, we won't be in faith. But we'll be in fear. And so we need to trust God and allow him to lead us. Amen. Because that's how righteousness comes. We can't follow the world or follow our own minds. Too much turbulence, you know. So we need to uh, follow God. And know that he's working on our behalf, knowing that when we're waiting, he's, he's never late. Because he, he's everything is on a, si- on a, a timetable anyway. It's, it's a, a, the right season. There's a season for everything that we pray for. But we can speed things up because God is surely speeding things up. And we can 
not hold things back if we get where he is, get on the same plane where he is. Or in other words, you know, allow God to uh, tell us and, and teach us and bless us spiritually so that we can be where he is on the same path that he is. Amen. So being on the right path, we need, we must get on the right path so that the pattern of God is right to bring breakthrough and promise to our lives. So this is part of getting on the right path. It's, it's knowing all, you know, just, just making a mental checklist, you know, of everything that God is, is wanting us to do. Or everything that he's promised. Because I want every single thing. I want every single thing that God has promised me. Amen. Bring God are bringing things into kingdom alignment so that the pattern will be right. So get ready. Because it's not coming. It's here. God is dealing with us now. Amen. Because we want to be blessed today. We want to be blessed now. This could be just as simple as like that lady did, worshiping God or just saying, God, I'm so sorry. I messed that up. I shouldn't have done that. Or I knew this was wrong and I did it anyway. And God, that, that means so much to him. And it can, it can make the difference in, in a, it could just make such a big difference. I don't know how much, but I know God knows it makes a big difference to God. When we acknowledge our sin. And and this is one way of staying submitted to God and submitted to his plans, staying submitted to his purpose in our lives. Amen. Well, I'm going to close because I don't have any more scriptures. And I'm going to let y'all go on and have a, a wonderful rest of your Saturday. Amen. So, Father, we do thank you for your word. Amen. We thank you for the people here today. We just bless you, Father. Bless everybody here, Lord, from the least to the greatest. Bless them, Father. And if there's something that we are not understanding, Lord, make it plain to us. Break it down. You have your way of talking to us, and we respond to it because we love you. And we know that you you love us, Father. So thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing, bringing things into kingdom alignment, and delivering us and setting us free. We thank you, Father, that you made us feel better about everything, even the wrong things. And we do thank and praise you in Jesus' name.